Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They is buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. January 26, 2024. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 96, 1450 AM. Hope you're having a great start to your Friday. Hopefully the weekend will be here before you know it, or worst case scenario, at 5 p.m. today. But it'll be a big, big sports weekend, especially for the Cats. We'll talk all about it over the course of the next two hours. And we're thankful to have you here, and we're thankful to have Nick Roush here. Nick, how are you? Uh, it's it's been an eventful twenty four hours, but we're, we're we're pushing through. I think we're on the positive side of it. Um, I don't know. Kid was sick, wife was sick, I was feeling sick, so three or four feeling pretty down yesterday. But got a good night's sleep, feeling marginally better. So yeah, hopefully hopefully we're we're pushing through. So good, good thing we went from home today, all right? Yeah, that, that's a good thing. Well, I hope everybody feels better. Scoots, how are you doing? I am great. All, all things positive for Scoots today. I got a little six-hour radio day instead of eleven or twelve, so I'm pretty pumped about that. I'm gonna get a little break today. The weather's fine. It's not raining or foggy, so I'm great. It's it's Friday. I'm pumped. I think I've I'm almost positive I've got Saturday and Sunday off. This weekend, so yeah, wow. I, I'm in a things great are coming mood. up scoots. Yeah, things are definitely coming up scoots. What are you gonna do yeah. with all this free time? Uh, I'm gonna sleep in for a couple days. I can tell you that with certainty. I will sleep in. Okay. So what is if you normally get nine hours of sleep? What's sleeping in? I normally normally get eight, and I wake up at six. But so when I have the days off, so for instance, tonight I'll get home from my game about nine thirty, ten o'clock, and I won't go to bed till probably. 12 or 1 meaning I won't get up till maybe 9 or 10 tomorrow even even if I go to bed that late I can't sleep past 10 so I'll be up by 10 both days but I'll definitely go to bed later I thought you were gonna pull full teenager and be like yeah I'll sleep till 1 no I can't I mean I couldn't tell you the last time I slept past 10 it's it's pretty impossible so pretty wild that that was just a time in our lives where it was like yeah sleeping till like waking up at 11 was getting up early yeah that that was <laughs> I, I was never a good sleeper in her. Uh, I mean, obviously, I, I, I could sleep till 10, but there, I, I was never really one where you'd wake up and it'd be like 11 or, or noon 
I mean, if you're up to like five in the morning or something like that, that could be the rare exception. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it was noise like outside, just the day gets going and you wake up. I don't know if it'd be light and I just never had a good curtain set up in my house. But I was never one that could really do the, the sleep in super late. Mm. Even today, like 10 a.m., super rare. Again, if I'm just having like a horrible night's sleep or go to bed super late, then that's an exception. But Scoots, I'm I'm jealous. I, I hope you enjoy it and soak up every minute of it. Although you're right, it probably ends up being around the same amount of time actually asleep, maybe just like a little bit longer. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, and just so you know, TJ, I don't have blinds or curtains in my room, so I sleep with my windows, the two big windows wide open. I still have no problems. What? That, that's Hold impressive. I, I'm jealous. You don't have any blinds or anything? Nope. Or, 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 so it's just full window. Somebody, You're changing yeah. your clothes. Somebody's just seeing full start naked scoots. Well, you got to keep in mind, Roush, when I'm changing my clothes in the morning, it's dark. When I'm changing my clothes at night, it's dark. So but if, if you're the gonna need a one that makes it easier to see into your house. You're gonna need a powerful. You're gonna need a powerful spotlight to see what you want to see, pal. So I'm not and worried about probably it. Probably some binoculars, maybe the <laughs> Hubble, the Hubble telescope if that's available. I'm not. Yeah, that wouldn't be my biggest concern either. But what if you just woke up in the middle of the night and somebody was staring through your window? I hope they're enjoying what they're seeing. You wouldn't, sleeping? Wouldn't bother me. That wouldn't bother you if somebody if you no. just woke up and somebody's standing in your window. Would you just wave hi to them? Like probably, hey. and and turn over and go right back to sleep. Yeah. Would you like to move in with Gil and me? <laughs> well, I know my doors are locked and the windows are locked. I'm good. I'm not worried about it. You'll get a anything. better view if you go to the man living room. If you look <laughs> in the man living room window, a lot more going on there than the man bedroom. Scoots is most likely of all of us to have a stalker, though. There's no what? doubt in my mind. Don't freak me out like that, Roush. Why do you say that? Yeah, I'm also, also curious the reason why. Um, because Scoots is also the most likely to be a stalker. They attract each other, you know? What? Mm. <laughs> Roush coming out firing enough no Scoots kidding. this morning. I'm not in a good <laughs> mood anymore. <laughs> Suck it, Roush. <laughs> Roush, I'm guessing you did not get the Thursday night rough and rowdy. I did not, no. Um, yeah, yeah, yesterday was just like a stunning day. I would have... If if things were normal, maybe, but I um, it's just I was whooped. I you know went to, went to bed as soon as I got off our little podcast and was just my ass got kicked. Um, was it? I did see a couple of the highlights though. Saw a couple of big haymakers. Was it as fun as a Saturday night rough and rowdy? I didn't watch it, so don't know. know. Don't know. I I almost did. We had to catch up on True Detective, so I knew I wasn't going to be able to watch it right at the start, but. Even still, in bed, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll buy it. You buy it on your phone, and then you stream it to the TV. And I was like, all right, well, I've missed, I think, like 30 minutes of it, but I've got nothing else going on tonight. I can have college basketball on the big TV. I'll watch this on my phone, or I'll put that on the TV, and I'll watch college basketball on my phone. I was like, yeah, whatever. And then tried to pay and buy it, and it, it something was up with my card. I have a new card, although they had it auto-populated in there, and I, I don't know if it was like the code on the back or something wasn't totally right about it. It wouldn't, the purchase wouldn't go through. And to just show how much I was on the fence about even getting it in the first place, I, I was not willing, I was not willing to walk downstairs and get, you know, double check the card and punch in the right stuff. So after a few attempts, I was like, ah, do I want to go downstairs and get the card? Maybe this is a sign that it's just not worth it. So just ended up not getting it and not watching it. 
So I, I like amateur boxing. I think it's entertaining. I think that they normally put on a, a solid show, but the last few I've watched haven't been great. I don't know if last night would have changed my opinion about it, but maybe if the last few would have been really good, I would have been more likely to do it. But on a Thursday night, that's that's also a tough sell. So I did not watch it, but did think about it. Almost did. Did Almost either of you it. see the uh, Jake Paul John Cena video that was floating around no. yesterday? What's that all about? So Jake Paul was supposed to – I guess he had thought that he was doing a camera appearance with John Cena, but John Cena was actually in the gym. So John Cena's standing there. There's a camera just past him, and Jake Paul walks in and walks straight up to the camera right past John Cena and, like, sticks his hand out towards the camera. John, great to meet you. Been wanting to meet you for a long time. And Cena just leans in behind him. Yeah, good to meet you too, buddy. And then one of Jake Paul's guys like, hey, he's here. He, like, he's right here behind you. So this doofus just thought he was doing a camera interview, I guess, meet John Cena, and he was meeting him in real life. So that was pretty embarrassing. So what went down? Uh, the video cut off after that. So I'm sure he turned around. I was like, oh, my gosh, what an idiot. There's John Cena. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I pulled it up. It is uh, – he just looks like an idiot. For he does. <laughs> Which um, – I TJ, I think my thing, too, is just any of the fight stuff. So Royal Rumble's tomorrow, and – if um if I'm all uh, full bill of health, clean, good to go, not think I'm gonna give it to everybody else, then I'm gonna go to my friends and watch it. I I just think that with any of these sort of gimmicky fight things, it's just you can only do it so many times. To like, I haven't watched the Royal Rumble in three years, so I'm kind of excited for it. Uh, rough and rowdy. It's like I, you know, I'm I'm doing my break here, but I'll be you know maybe next go around I'll be excited to watch it. But it's just the luster kind of worn off. Yeah, they gotta. They, they can't do. They can't do the Thursday night. So it'll just strictly be if you feel better, you'll meet up with the friends. If you don't feel better, you're out. Yeah, and some of it will also be like, how bad does wife still feel too? And does does other kid get sick? Because I, I think baby was feeling much better this morning. He was, and he was the first one to feel bad. So if it's just a 24 hour thing, um, and I'm waking up and I'm feeling normal tomorrow, then maybe I'll head over there. Because Royal Rumble is a and you'll have Kentucky basketball leading into it. Uh, Cats are at six against Arkansas. I think that thing starts at seven, but, you know, you just multiple TVs. It's fun doing the – you pick your number out of the hat and you just get the wrestler that's comes out of that number. That's fun. That's a fun yeah, one. Yeah, it's fun, I guess, if you like watching wrestling, which, which I don't. I mean, not even just like the fun action stuff. No, no, I just can't get into it. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not throwing any shade at anybody. It's just, it's, it's not for me. It, it's all, it's 100% scripted. It's all fake. Yeah, but see, but that, that the thing is, TJ, it reminds me of going. It's like going to the circus because even though they know the outcome, you don't, and what they do is still impressive. I'm, I'm impressed by their athletic feats, their ability to jump up and down, and I don't yeah, like, it's manufactured drama, but so what? I think I don't like I don't like the circus. I think Harlem Globetrotters would be a better example, Roush. There you go. There's another one, um, and they don't get great attendance. Which, by the way, did you see what happened yesterday, Vince McMahon? No, I saw that he was trending though. Yeah, uh, lawsuit of a woman who's alleging some pretty gnarly uh, sexual misconduct. Are we oh. surprised? That he's that alleged misconduct took place. I mean, if there was anybody, I would guess in in all of sports and entertainment, it'd be probably Vince McMahon. 
Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. And the alleged acts are pretty uh pretty wild. Of of all of the alleged lawsuits filed, this one has the craziest details. Can you share them on radio? Do you want to, or did you just want to do, do yeah, move on from it? I, there, yeah, we should probably move on. Okay, good, yeah, good, you, good time. When, good when you, when you, I mean, I don't. I just don't know what I can say. If no, it's were, probably it's probably best not to say. Yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. So if right. you if you just need if you need a story to just say wow today, go look that up because um, it is it's wow. Ralph wild, says wow over the place. Ralph says check out this story, but you got to do your own research. <laughs> yeah, it's not safe for work, not safe for radio. Um, hey, I did wake up to a cool buzzer beater. Did you see that Oregon State buzzer beater? That was pretty cool. Yeah, I think Arizona was 18-point favorite. 18 and a half, the yeah. They, yeah. Oregon State won? They won on a buzzer beater. Holy smokes. And truthfully, so here's an interesting thing about that game last night. I, I'd fallen asleep before it ended, but woke up just randomly shortly after it ended. Arizona was up eight at halftime, so looking like they're not necessarily on pace to cover, but not far from being on pace to cover. Uh, anyway, second half goes down. The Beavers, they're on fire. They're, they're working hard, building their little wooden dams and whatnot to slow down the Arizona Wildcats. And they're up six with 87 seconds left. And within, I don't know, 40 seconds, Arizona, they're up six with 87 seconds left and the ball. And somehow with about 30 seconds left, Arizona ties it. Oregon State comes down. I think Jordan Poole's brother hits the game-winning three at the buzzer. And you have number 190 in the net beating number three, Arizona. Should make us maybe feel a little bit better about the loss on Tuesday to South Carolina. Teams are losing on the road, and South Carolina is a lot better than Oregon State, but teams at a historic rate right now, ranked teams are losing on the road in ways that have never happened and qual- in quantities that have never happened in previous seasons. So the Cats are not the exception, unfortunately, but they are in good company, and that was a big surprise. And then Gonzaga... Struggled against San Francisco. They only win by five at home. That would normally be a game where Gonzaga wins by 20. Uh, they're still not very good this year, but they'll be on the schedule here and soon, just uh, just a few weeks, the Cats will take on Gonzaga. But that was pretty much when it comes to big-time college basketball last night. That's all that was going on. Scoots, I watched a good chunk of the Bellarmine game against North Florida. Oh, how'd they do? I forgot they were playing last night. Uh, they They lost. And mm. they, they did not cover unless you got the live line at eight and a half and you're sweating out them losing by eight, speaking from experience here. But <laughs> I, I, they, they, they lost by eight. They got it to three and I think maybe two in the second half, and they had a bunch of chances but just could never get over the hump. They'd get it down to three. They'd get the ball. They'd miss a shot. And then North Florida would come down on the other end, hit a three, boom, back up six. And then Bellarmine get it back down to three, and they just did that old song and dance time and time again. But Bellarmine falls to four and 17 on the season. They're winless in conference play. And then last night, you'll probably hear about this fella in the transfer portal, Chaz Lanier. He's from Nashville. He's a good player for North Florida, one of the leading scorers in their conference. 
He's averaging 18 points a game. He went for a cool 33 on 18 shots last night against cool. Bellerman, including six three-pointers. So he uh, – he, and it was funny just because every North Florida possession late in the game, they'd kind of run their offense, and then with about 10 seconds left on the shot clock, they'd make sure that like wherever Lanier was on the floor, he'd have to come get the ball, and then they'd just do ISO with him, and he'd basically score every single time. So – uh, or at least it seemed that way. They had no answer for him last night. Bell- they, Bellerman was really out at athlete, athletic, athlete, out athleted, athleted. Uh, they just they had a tough time guarding North Florida, Atletico, and, and scoring against them. But uh, yeah, they lost. It was kind of a fun game though. And I, I still, if you're a U of L, that's that's kind of the bummer for Bellerman Roush. If you're a U of L fan and you're just like desperate for a basketball itch and you know that your team's not going to be able to do it, you could fall in love with Bellerman. The games are cheap. There were a million open seats at Freedom Hall last night, it looked like, on TV. Like, you could totally get in with that team. I think I've talked about that in the past. The issue is they're they're worse than Louisville somehow. Yeah. It... Thanks Remember a lot, down here. I, I, I think one of the things that Bellerman – Scotty maybe uh, got in front of his skis a little bit when he was telling people that he was sure they would get in the NCAA tournament. And now you're seeing how punitive that four-year delay really is because, hell, they won their conference tournament. They didn't win their regular season, but I know they won. They, they were good. Um, and when they didn't get that bid, I think a lot of guys are like, all right, so what am I? why am I here when I could just go somewhere else and potentially play in the NCAA tournament? So I – that plus just people getting injured. Uh, that big guys are, are aren't a dime a dozen when you're at that level, and when they're big guys just out for the year, you're kind of kind of screwed. So the timing, like you said, TJ, didn't work out well for them. Um, but I I did find out you mentioned you said it was next year, so it's going to be like they signed a their first year where they can be tournament eligible. They're going back to Knights Hall. That'll be cool. That'll be nice. I like going to Freedom Hall and all, but uh, Knights Hall, is, that'll be a good home. That's court. next year, right? No. Two so, years still? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Maybe even what? three. They signed what? a four or five-year deal with Freedom Hall that they got to. Well, they got to get back to Knights Hall. That that atmosphere was, was crappy. I know that they've had better ones at Freedom Hall. And secondly, Louisville ain't going to be down forever. If you are pulling any fans from U of L, I would imagine you're you're missing out on them next year when they bring in somebody else that has a shot in the arm and revitalizes the program to a certain degree. But uh, yeah, that's talking Bellarmine hoops basketball. Get your text on into the Thornton text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. You text it in, we'll read it on air. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We like to get to the grab and go texters in the first segment. If you're waking up early with us, we like to. Try to read your text. The texter says, Vin- oh, we got uh, two. The Vince McMahon wormhole is one interesting one to go down. Easy to say he enjoys visiting Cleveland, if you know what I'm saying. Another texter says, Vince must have been tutored by the Godfather, and now he's finding out that pimping ain't easy. Again, I have no idea what any of that stuff means, because I that, that this is all foreign to me. But I can... Try to piece two and two together, and I've got an idea of what it means. Roush, you're uh, in Ohio all the time. Can you explain the Cleveland thing to us? Does he like bad sports? <laughs> Maybe he likes steam engines from Cleveland. John here. Good TJF morning, everyone. Wow, this weekend's going to be crazy busy with sports action. Give me my Chiefs by three, and I will take the Cats by ten. 
Bradshaw is the MVP. Well, that's a that's kind of an interesting pick with Bradshaw there. Hey Roush, hope you get some CM Punk or Cody Rhodes as Rumble winners. Brock Lesnar was possibly mentioned in that case involving Vince McMahon. Also, we got to go. Have a great weekend. Talk to you later. Yeah, there's worries that old Brock won't be at the uh, Rumble because because uh, he might be tied up in with this lady. So, um, yeah. Any any women wrestlers? In the yeah, they do. They do a women's rumble too, and that's the thing. I don't know. I don't really care about any of the people. So just give me the only one I like is the guy from Paducah, Ricochet, because he's a flippy guy. So the more flippy guys, the better. Those are the cool ones. And they it's still like the I'm, I'm going off the concept of rumbles. I knew the last one I watched, which was probably the year 2000. So it's just you, you start out with people in the ring and then if you're thrown out, you're eliminated and it's just the last person standing. And then more yes. people are like brought in as the fight's going on, but there's always like eight or nine people in the ring for the most part. There, it usually comes in waves. Like the first guy will throw three or four out and then it kind of builds up and then it shrinks down and they'll have like two waves of a bunch of people in the ring versus very few. Uh, so How do they determine, fun. like, wh- Order. you know, let's just pretend that it was, like, real and that this was, th- that, you know, the best the best fighter actually won. How do they explain out, like, what wave you come in? Because wouldn't it just be a huge advantage to go out last? Exactly, yeah. That, and that, there's usually some sort of drama storyline that has to go in. Like, some guy that hates Vince McMahon or hates Triple H is usually the first one out there. And it's, if it's a... Yeah, so so they're like, can he survive all twenty? And then by the end, he's like, uh, uh, just you know, exhausted. And it's like, can he do it? Can he defy Triple H? Oh, uh, you know. So you know, it's 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 all hokey, but uh, but fun. Uh, it, it it sounds hokey, but yeah, if people like it. They like it. And like, also, wouldn't they just team? Like, if somebody was dominating, wouldn't the masses just be like, all right, let's get him out. He's he's dominant. Let's go pick him up, everybody. Well, so he's, like baby, four he's a baby men to, come to pick him up. If the guys like him, then they, you know, it, he's got the crowd on his side. That's who they're cheering for. That is another fun part, too, is, like, my buddy tries to not act like he's the biggest wrestling nerd ever, but then you ask him, and he knows every single detail and story a lot. It's great. It's great. So this guy, he was actually hooking up with her, and then all this happened. Boom. Um, but I didn't realize they're having it at the trop. Um, down in Tampa, my brother said he'd go for wow. it. It was 150 the home of the beefo, the home of the beefo Brady's Bowl. Oh man, how could people forget? Which how could, how could people forget? Beefo Brady's has to be going out of business, right? Like you get rid of your two for one specials, and stonks just go way down. We used to go ton when I would hang out with my U of L friends in college, so I'd, I'd come back home and hang out with them. We'd go a bunch then, and then after college, we we would go frequently. Uh, they always had just like a two for one beer special 24 7. And I will say this though I, I never would be inside a Beefo Brady's that was crowded. Like, yeah. usually I could count on one hand how many people would be in there besides our table. At most, you'd maybe get the two hands. So, oh, I, don't I, know. I, I, I never, I never disliked them. I, I don't have anything bad to say about beef. See you at beefs. My no, my dislike is they got rid of the two for one special. It was the best. You because then they would just give you a twenty four ounce instead of a twelve, and that was just the price. It was great. Um, we went I, before I'm, the the PGA the last time they were at Valhalla, which what was like fifteen or fourteen. 
14, Sounds I want right. to say, maybe. Yeah, yeah. They were doing the shuttle out there. So it was like, all right, while we wait for the shuttle, let's head on over to Beefs. Da- dangerous. Danger made for a long, long day. Well, it wasn't wasn't maybe the most ideal situation, but uh their food was food too. If we're getting no, yeah, it's fine. I mean they can sponsor us if they want. I'm cool. Yeah, no, that. I went to one uh before the Georgia game this year, had a great time watching yeah. football. Yeah. It's fine, but just bring back the two for one. I want the two-for-one special. That that should be a a weekly segment where we just bring up just like an obscure restaurant and just talk about it. Not a sponsor, but just, you know, one that that we just want to reminisce about. It usually comes up whenever you bring your Dickies Cup in. uh... It's got a Dickies Cup right now. Which, actually, no. This is a Mission Barbecue one. They they got in on the big plastic cup game as well. But I still have not been to the new Dickies in Louisville that's supposedly rocking and rolling. Wait, those exist still? Do they exist still? First off, they're all over the country. The wife, if there's ever reason she's ever going to leave me, it's going to be because anytime we're in another town that has a Dickies, we'll try to go to it. Like <laughs> when we were in Houston, Texas, we tried to go to like a real Texas barbecue pit and the line was wrapped around the wazoo. But you know what place didn't have a line? Dickies. Dickies right down the road. So where did uh, we go get our Texas barbecue? Dickies. Did it taste like the Dickies back home in Louisville when Dickies was rocking and rolling in Louisville? Sure did. Just like it. Was it good? You bet your sweet buns it was. But there's, yeah. So the one in Louisville closed. It was right by my house back in the day, which was unfortunate because I'd eat there just far too much. And one day I went up there just to go get Dickies. And sure enough, a sign on the door. Due to corporate greed, we're no, no longer in business. I was like, oh. And then all of them in town shut down, Roush. And they were all gone for a good bit. But I, I want to say the other one is now back. I've had a friend go there, or at least they told me they did. So hopefully it's rocking and rolling. Hopefully. Hopefully. Maybe you can treat yourself this week. Wow. Two two mentions to obscure restaurants that don't sponsor the show. Wow. Maybe we should mention some one that does sponsor the show. Thornton's. If you're looking Thornton's. for the best, forget about all the other places we mentioned. Thornton's is better in every category than they are. And those places don't sell gasoline, do they, Roush? Nope. Not at all. Do they sell donuts? Don't think so. It's the best. Yeah, it really is. And you're not you're not getting anything at those other places for 89 cents. But Scoots, will 89 cents get you at Thornton's? Oh, it'll get you an ice-cold 32-ounce soda, fountain soda. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's a deal that can't be beat. I don't think they have delicious, great coffee at those other places either. So uh, we we pretty much nailed this one. Thornton's is the best. The Thornton's text line, also great, 502-414-1450. Yeah, it is. It's wild card super – well, not wild super card. Super wild super champion conference weekend. championship weekend. The Packers yep. should be playing. Yeah. Uh, a, couple, a couple of texters and a couple of other grab-and-go texters. Went to high school with Trevor Ricochet from WWE. Super athletic, floppy guy. Likes to flip around the gym randomly in high school. Ah, man, imagine just being able to flip. What a cool... That'd be cool to go with somebody from... uh, Go to high school with somebody from WWE. I knew a a football player, Roush, that played at St. X, and then he went on to be a lineman in the Big Ten, and he tried to get into the wrestling thing. He was huge. And he, he looked very much like a wrestling character. I was hoping it was going to work out for him. I think injuries were an issue for him. Yeah. Like just, you know, knees, being a big guy, having to do the rumbling and the tumbling and the jumping and all that stuff. 
body just wasn't built for it, especially after four years of playing football in the Big Ten. Uh, but I, that would be cool to know somebody that made it big in the wrestling biz. Yeah. And I, I do think, too, being a flippy, even though it's more dangerous, uh, the big guys, a lot more wear and tear on those bodies. Yeah. A lot more weight they got to throw around. Uh, Dylan Ballard, who a lot of people say has the best radio, the vo- best voice in radio. TJ, m- are my friends are getting together for the game and the Rumble as well. I'm stocked, Nick. I think you mean stoked. I will be checking in with you and see what you think about what happened. Suck it, TJ. Wrestling's awesome. Yeah. It's also one of those things you don't realize how many people like wrestling until something like this happens. And then you're like, oh, wow. So half of our audience. I'm always shocked by how many people like wrestling. And again, that's why I'm not I'm not shaming anybody. I'm just I'm shocked that like something from and there's stuff like this for me, but like something from people's childhoods is just so captivating, has a grip on people so much that even that they know the script, even though they don't really totally know the script, but they know how it all unfolds, they're still entertained by it. So that's good. If you if you like it, you like watching men in tights go up and sweaty and grab each other and throw each other in the name of a scripted result. That's I'm I'm happy if you're happy. That's the way that I'll look at it. Another texture says wrestling seems to be men in underwear pretending it's not cosplay. Sounds like a fight club soap opera for girls and to each their own. Happy for folks who enjoy it. See, I, I won't call it necessarily a soap opera for girls or men in underwear pretending it's not cosplay. But, you know, again, I, I do agree with the sentiment. I'm happy with the folks who enjoy it. Uh, I will say the soap opera stuff. Um, I'm out on those. But the the Netflix ones that are we're not a soap opera, but you definitely are a soap opera. The Virgin River, that's the one that comes to mind. It, it can kick rocks. Um, but you know it is at least getting a pretty big audience. If five I think it's a five billion dollar deal to stream WWE on Netflix next year. Crazy. Crazy Ooh. amounts of money. Yeah, uh, that's that's big money. Another texter on the Thornton text line said, Eddie Grant's tweet last night was amazing. He must have been in the Kentucky brown water. Are, are you thinking that's, about the fake Eddie Grant? Yeah, that's, that's that's fake Eddie Grant. Okay, we'll, 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 te- we'll tease it all the same. Is it the fake Eddie Grant? Is it the real Eddie Grant? What was the tweet last night? Were they in the brown water? What are they even referencing Big news with UK football yesterday. We're going to take our first commercial break. We'll come back. We'll get to it. That's a radio tease. Was it the real Eddie Grant? Find out after this. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Why can't you be more like your brother? Uh, Harold would never beat up his landlord. And welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call. Big X Sports Radio, 96.1, 1450 AM, Friday, January 26th. Not sure where Roush and TJ are, so you've got Scooter Dingus here with you. So welcome back in. There's TJ hopping in now. TJ, 
What's up? You're good. We're back. Live. On air. Yes, you can go. All right. You were <laughs> muted the whole time. I muted. We I was muted for you, but I was going over air. Sorry. Yeah, we had a... What UK did at South Carolina on Tuesday was messy, and it was ugly, yep. and it was just summarized up for me in my daughter's diaper during Ooh. that commercial break. So everything that we saw uh, on Tuesday night, I just witnessed again. It was regurgitated. What, so you're probably wondering, like, what does this guy not do? He, he does amazing <laughs> award-winning sports radio from 7 to 9 Monday through Friday, and then during the commercial breaks, he's going and helping change poopy diapers which again i was the robin to my wife's batman in that in that diaper change but holy smoke scoots that will wake you up who needs smelling salts when <laughs> you've got you've got that to get you going in the morning Woo! who needs a cold shower you just need a stinky diaper like that was that was on whoo that was so a bad one that was a bad i one. should have just got poop instead of uh, a cup of coffee during the break is what you're telling me and then Sco- scoots we have we have life going on yeah sometimes one of us will be a little late coming back from the commercial break i guess we find out what happens when it's me the one random rare time well no you were both late so it's fine it is what it is i I realize y'all have stuff going on i'm not mad no that's my point is if it's like you know the one time i'm late we both are not here because roush is late all the freaking time (laughs) roush Well, I wasn't going to get the coffee, but I realized baby's going to be home for the next break. So I'm avoiding all of the crying and the tears if I go down and get the coffee now. I, I know I'm lashing out after I was just late to a break. But Scooch, <laughs> you're the only person I've worked with in radio that seems to have like punctuality at the front of their mind. It's true. Which is crazy in the business of radio where it's like, you know, it's not like the blog has to be posted at 9 a.m., or we need you here at nine, but customers don't really show up till nine fifteen. It's a live performance. Like you wouldn't have somebody late to their own show in the music industry. Oh, although did you see Ellie yeah. King, who I think is Rob Schneider's daughter? Did you see the the hot water she's in? How long did she take to get going? What do you mean? She really late or something? No, well, she's like really drunk. Oh, I, for, she, for, Do, for Dolly's birthday celebration. She was on one of the New Year's things. Allegedly. And I, and I was like, oh, this girl looks like she has a good time. Um, and she also, did the X's and O's song. Rutherford was talking about her the other, like a week ago, which is weird enough because then she's my, in the news shortly after. But the my, X's. My, she has a lot of songs that I know, and I don't consider any of them country. Why is I, I don't understand the country music affiliation. So they shut the curtain on her, which is like in the music industry, like Kevin McAllister, like, whoa, they shut the curtain on her. But it was funny, Roush, because in the video, I'm not really familiar with her music or really the music industry at all. But I thought the same thing. Like, why is she doing Dolly? And then you heard her in this little clip and she's got like a huge country twang. So I don't know if she's just putting that on for when she needs to be country or if she takes it off when she wants to do like the pop stuff. I don't know which one's her real voice, but yeah, I, I thought the same thing. And then I heard her and I was like, Oh, that's definitely a country voice. But she was, uh, 
she yeah they, they were having a time for sure and then they eventually had the curtain shut down on her which is kind of embarrassing she's yelling at everybody saying you're not getting a refund and you're not getting a refund which is always a a, a fun thing to do if you were a performer i would imagine and then did you all see the comedy bit that's making the rounds going viral did not see this one no scoots i don't believe so tell me more all right i gotta i i i the comedian's name ex- escapes me. I'll, I'll get it. Is it here. Eddie Grand? Is that the no, comedian? Not Eddie Grand. That's what we're teasing. We're going to come back to that. That's the thing is that, like, we just wanted the tease to even be a little bit longer on if it's the real Eddie Grand or if it's not the real Eddie Grand. But a comedian was doing just, it looked like, you know, he wasn't performing at the Yum Center or anything like that, but it just looked like a private comedy club, which is pretty, pretty normal place for comedians uh-huh. to be performing. Mark Normand. Yeah, Mark, I know Mark Norman. Norman. Yeah, people yeah. are familiar with him. I, he looked familiar to me. I, the name I didn't recognize, um, but he looked familiar and he sounded familiar. So I feel like I've heard him before. So he's doing a bit, and this guy just, which weirdly enough is almost like matching his outfit, different style clothing, but like similar color pattern for like the jacket, for you know the shirt, stuff like that, just comes up and stands just like right next to him, and super awkward because again, it's a pretty intimate venue just comes and like stands right next to him and he looks kind of confused and he looks a little scared. And Mark, the comedian's just like, huh, wonder what's going on here. This is kind of weird. Just doing like his comedian voice, but obviously very confused about what's going on. Cause he has a very clear comedian voice too. Like his like, very clear comedian voice. Yeah. I don't know what this guy's doing up here. Yeah. Huh. Funny, weird. And so a a woman is kind of on the other side of him and then security comes the guys who, the guy who's on stage next to the comedian, he like, he he basically runs to security. Security's like, you got to come with me. You can't just run up on a stage during a comedian set. And the guy's like, good. Yeah, I'll go with you. And then these two women, one comes across the stage and one's coming from the backside of the crowd. They go follow this guy who had jumped up on stage and so they're following the security as they go off into the back room. And then that's the last you see of all of those people. And then shortly after, another security comes up. The comedian's like, that's one of the weirdest things that's ever. I need to go with you. Okay. Bye-bye, everybody. And like he's walking off the stage. He goes with the security and they leave. Gets weirder. A woman comes up on stage and is like, hey, everybody, we're, we're sorry. You don't need to panic, but we need everybody to get out and evacuate immediately, which is like the she handled it as badly as possible. Maybe we can get the audio clip on this. I don't think there's any cursing, but there may be. So I've just erred on the side of caution. Don't, don't panic, but everybody get the hell out of here right now. Yeah. And then another guy comes up that's working. He's like, yeah, this isn't a joke. We're not messing around. We need everybody to get out. And you would think that the story would come out behind all this, but I'm not so sure that it has, and nobody really knows what was going on. Any guesses from you two just hearing me describe it? My first inclination is just bomb threat. With that guy. Yeah, that's that's what I I was thinking too. He had like some sort of bomb explosive device in his pocket or something. My thought was he was being chased by those two girls. Like, you know, one, maybe he, like, robbed them or he was in the process of getting robbed and he was just like, I need to get I need to get to somebody or somewhere 
that I am not, I can't get hurt by these people. That was my guess is that like he was under attack or maybe even like getting stabbed or something. So he just needed to be around people. And if that's the case, pretty good move. And also maybe he was just tripping shrooms could also, could yep. also be drugs. Hell of a drug. Yeah. Could potentially have something going on like that. But that was a pretty wild video that went out there. But yeah, people, live performers, really making making uh, interesting things happen do on, we, the, on the internet. Do we ever get finality from it? Yeah, but I mean, this seems pretty cut and dry. Like, there were a ton of people at the comedy club. Also, that guy, what was his name again? Mark Norman. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna do other shows. Like, he's gonna talk about it. It also crossed my mind that like maybe this was a plant because you want to talk about getting your name out there. Nothing better sure. than a viral moment. But I don't think this was – I think this was a real thing that they weren't sure what was going on. So, yeah, Scoots, I bet by today we'll find out the full story. Sweet. If you see it before I do, send it over. And if you see it before I do, you send it over. Will do. Okay. I heard that us playing the gospel song was a big hit yesterday. Huge Scoots. hit. Yeah. So much so that Rutherford wanted to do it on his show as well. So, had to had to play it a couple times on the Rutherford show last night. What did you all What did you all do it in regards to on the Rutherford show? Just randomly? Um, well, the first time was randomly. The second time was more so. Uh, I think it was. I think I played it like after he broke some recruiting news or something. That's good. Yeah. So it's like a good. It's a, it's a good news thing on Rutherford's yeah. show as well. That'd be funny if just every local programming on the Big X just played that in reference to good news, like. <laughs> Spears is like, all right, we're only 30 days till pitchers and catchers. Gonna ha, 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 cheers, praise the Lord. Is that how yeah. it goes? Yeah. You think I'd, I've heard the so devil much. come trying to get me gonna praise, praise the, Lord. the Lord. Yeah, I always get it confused if it's praise the Lord or praise Jesus, but or praise, praise the, the Lord. Name. Well, good. Yeah. Maybe that can be a staple of the big exports radio. I think everybody would like that. Yeah, Troy was a big fan. I, I let him listen to a little bit of our trivia segment where you all got one of the questions right, and it was the second one where Roush just belted it. <laughs> Troy loved it. <laughs> uh, so it was fake Eddie Grand, we've confirmed it, that tweeted out last night, sex is cool, but have you ever moved a wide receiver to quarterback and schemed an entire offense around him? Mm. Which, that is cool at fake Eddie Grand. That is very, very cool. We agree with you wholeheartedly there. But Roush... Along those same lines, sex is cool, but have you ever brought back a former disgraced offensive line coach? Well, Kentucky's brought back a lot of former coaches. That, that tends to be – it's Mark Stoops' new M.O. So, which Eddie Grand, he got brought back as well, um, albeit in a different off-the-field role. Uh, same thing happened to Dean Hood this offseason, and it's now the second straight offseason where Kentucky's bringing back a former assistant from that 2021 offense, the best offense at Kentucky in long, long time. So that part makes a lot of sense, right? But it is I've I've never been more shocked doing doing this job. We had somebody say something on the board like, "You're never going to believe this, but Yenzer is out, and somebody familiar is coming back." And you know, TJ, you get t when. When you were doing the breaking news thing, whenever you get tipped off on something, it's when you hit your sources up and you're like, hey, is this true? This was so ridiculous that I was just like, there's no way this is true. Like, I'm I'm not going to – I don't even need to ask my people because there's no way they're going to bring back Eric Wolford. He left, made people so mad. It was crazy. Not a chance they actually bring him back. Four hours later, 
boom, Eric Wolford's back. I just wild, absolutely wild. Um, still can't really wrap my head around it, but wild nonetheless. Just I, they they actually did it. They actually did it. <laughs> We've got the poopa trader here, Lucy. Did you go poo poo this morning? Yeah. On the, did you go on the potty? Yeah. No. <laughs> you get a toy if you go on the potty, though, don't you? Yeah. Are you going to have a good day at school? Yeah. Right, can you say bye to everybody? Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. All right. Do you have any uh, insight on Wolford coming back to Kentucky? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, well, yeah. let's hear it. I need some takes. Do you think the offensive line can get back to the big blue wall standards? I, th- I hope so. How about a go caps? Yeah. Big blue? All right. There you have it first. She's a big fan of the addition. She was surprised by it too. Uh, <laughs> bye-bye. See you, <laughs> see you later. Have a good day. Yeah, Roush. So that, that was one of those weird things where it's like somebody on the message board is pointing their bat out to center field and calling their shot. It was there was one on Cats Illustrated, I think one on KS board as well, where they're like, You all aren't gonna believe what's about to go down. Clearly, somebody that had inside information, or maybe just a full-on insider. Ooh, maybe Mark people, Stoops burner. People, accounts. yeah, maybe it is Mark Stoops burner account. But whatever it was, it was uh, they, they called their shot. They ended up being right about it, right? Or is is it official, or is it just like this is going to happen? The, the reporting was a little different yesterday because what you know, it's not like you had UK come out and confirm all of this well, stuff. You got to fire Yenzer and then eat his $650,000 contract. And then you have to have a seven day window to have the job opening. So like it, it takes a little time to get these things done. So they would, yeah, that's what some people were wondering. Yinzer, if this happens, he won't still be on staff. Right. They won't, yeah. they won't rotate him around. He'll just be out of a, out of a job. Correct. Yeah. Uh, not really any <laughs> other place for him. You imagine being an offensive line coach and getting $650,000 to go get another job. Yeah. And I have a feeling that, um, you know, they got him as an assistant line coach from the NFL ranks. This is later in the cycle, so I would imagine he would probably just go back to the NFL. Um, that at least gotcha. makes sense to me because it's it's that time of year. But, yeah, it um, – whew, it's – Well, we've got takes on it. And yeah. we're, we've got to get to our daily double break here momentarily. But an hour or two, maybe we, we let the takes rip. Let's we fire them off, rapid fire. Whatever we're feeling about Wolford coming back, we let the people know about it. We'll read the Thornton's text line, which has a lot of text about it as well, 502-414-1450. And we'll get to that an hour or two along with our analysis for Kentucky, Arkansas. I, I try to stay away from hyperbole. I We make fun of people that over-exaggerate. This is a ginormous game, though, for UK. I won't say must win because I don't want to fall in line with those other people, but a loss, and I'm going to be very, very concerned with the state of where the team's at. So it's a big game. It's a pressure-packed game for the Cats tomorrow, and we've got a whole another hour to talk about it. Read your text on the Thornton's text line. An hour two, we'll tell you about Shady Rays. We'll tell you about Salsaritas. And we'll also get to our football take. So don't go anywhere. Keep the text coming in. It's a Friday edition of KRC here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen, Nick Roush. We'll be back after this.
I'm in it to win it. Now when I'm baby, we represent it. And I don't ball hard. We got a whole team in it. See, you just dribble, but ain't never got the heart to finish. Can't put me out the game. I'm in that thing from start to finish. And if I can't drive that lane, then best believe I'm over. You say over? I ain't heard no family. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Call. Feeling on your Friday morning. Keep the text coming in. And remember about Salsaritas for your weekend. If you're looking for dinner plans that will make the entire family excited, there are a lot of different options for the kiddos, for the adults, all the different hungry mouths in your household. You can go to Salsaritas and satisfy them all. Download that app. Keep them in mind for your catering needs. They've got a drive through out in Middletown right off Shelbyville Road. And then right off Shelbyville Road off Hubbard's is their St. Matthew's location. Check out both of them. Salsaritas, it's delicious. You won't be disappointed. And you won't be disappointed when you download the Kentucky Roll Call podcast. Join us on Instagram. Join us on our Twitter page. We're on Facebook. We're on all those spots. And anywhere you get your podcast, just search for Kentucky Roll Call. And even if you listen live, download that podcast. Leave us a rating and a review. We appreciate it. Roush, do you appreciate Wolford coming back? I need your candid thoughts on it. Good move, bad move. I know I know. we're all a little surprised by it, but... It's, it looks like it's going to be a reality. What is it good for UK's football program? It'll be good for its recruiting department. Uh, Wolford signed Dan Walker, Keontae Goodwin. Um, they had a couple of four stars on that offensive line. Uh, he played a role in Barry on Brown's recruitment. Um, it's, it's noteworthy that a lot of his heavy lifting was done in Central Tennessee which that's a void left by Scott Woodward. That was his primary recruiting area. So they're definitely going to be better at recruiting uh, because that was Yenzer's weakness. This is Wolford's strength. Offensive line, I don't know. Uh, I don't I don't know if they're going to be better. Um, his one year here, it was the best offensive line we've seen at Kentucky, and that's with a lot of really good offensive lines. They were Joe Moore Award finalists. Darian Kennard was the first consensus All-American offensive tackle at Kentucky since 1965. He turned Luke Fortner into a – and Luke Fortner started every game in his pro career. Dude was just going to go be an engineer. He stayed with Wolford, switched him to center. Eli Cox was playing his best football today. However, how much – there is part of me that asks, like, how much is it the player versus the coach? Um, how much of that success is attributed to – he had really good guys versus actual development because I thought Kentucky got better on the offensive line last year. The numbers say that. Now, some of it you attributed to the guys they were blocking for. Leary, pretty good at avoiding sacks. But Will Levis was the most sacked quarterback in Power 5 football. Kentucky had the third fewest sacks last year. Um, they were 107 in rush offense the year before. They were top 25 in yards per carry this year. Um, I did see a stat that said that they were one of the worst power five teams in blown missed blocking assignments this year at around 16%. Um, so that's bad. But it, the, 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 the jury's out on, like, I, I think who's the better X's and O's developer. Although it's clear that 
some guys are wolf guys and some guys are yinzer guys. And what I mean is Wolford's a hard ass. He's old school. He'll rip your ass to pieces. There's no he's very, very old school um, in that regard. So that didn't work for Jeremy Flax. Jeremy Flax just it, – it, he, he wasn't going to be able to play football if Wolford was the coach. He's, now he's invited to the combine going to the senior ball. He had worked for him under Yenzer. He had a good senior season. Uh, but you know what? Maybe Wolford is what some guys need. Maybe that's what Jagger Burton needs to reach his potential. So um, as a coach, I, I do think it's kind of a I, – I, I don't exactly know what we're going to get here. But from a recruiting standpoint, it is a significant upgrade, and I don't think there's any way you can spend that, especially when that's that's really the biggest bugaboo in their recruiting operation is they've just been relying on transfer portal tackles, and like that's a that's a tricky game to play. It's a very tricky game to play. So uh, that was the biggest gripe for a lot of folks was the inability to recruit from the high school ranks. Wolford certainly addresses that, uh, but I will say I. I thought well, I thought Yenzer did enough to keep his job. Like the improvements the offensive line made throughout the year, I thought he did enough. Um, now the one year extension and not raising him, I think you know, it was fitting and kind of an indictment on where he stood. But um, yeah, I, I'm still just kind of it's it's gonna take my, me a while to get my head wrapped around this this whole situation because I, I thought Bridges had been burned, and apparently that's not the case. Yeah, this seems like a couple Youngstown guys were able to to work out their differences, maybe with some animated phone conversations. Ooh, you think they had some girl fashion fisticuffs? Let's, just, let, let's fight it out, and then afterwards we can bro hug and have a mutual respect for one another. I, I don't. I, I think there's a the majority of Kentucky fans fall in line with my opinion of don't really care, just as long as UK is better because of this. Don't care. Don't yeah. care how things left. Now, granted, it was all of the – this is interesting from a fan perspective that, like, all of the media, this was this was across the board, 100%. There, oh, yeah. wasn't, there wasn't any outliers in this. Oh, yeah. Everybody detailed how ugly the split was to a point that, like, obviously this was coming from people inside UK's football program that said he left for a recruiting visit. He was recruiting a kid to Kentucky. He took the Alabama interview. He accepted the Alabama job. He started recruiting the kid that he was recruiting to Kentucky to Alabama. And then he let Kentucky know that he was making a switch. AKA, he handled this in the worst way possible, borderline slimy, and just unprofessional any way that you, you splice it. That's how UK people inside the football program detailed it to several different media members, all of them, all the media members. Oh, so yeah. that's so Roush, that's how it and went down. Were, we're not gonna, I'm not gonna believe anything else. That's how it went down. And I understand UK being upset about that. They were eager to share their grievances too. Like it wasn't because I, I never had a problem with Eric Wolford. I've I liked him when he was his one year here and then he leaves and it was just a cascade of just poop talk about the way he went down. Um, and I, I, the part, so 
on the one hand, I'm like, well, business is business. Um, you got to make the best business decision for you. The part for me that is a little tricky, though, is just that it's not like, like he recruited well at Alabama, too. But it's not like Alabama fans were happy with him either, right? Like that, that the offensive line struggled there. They got better throughout the second half of this season. Um, but like they lost the Rose Bowl in part because they couldn't snap the damn football. So like, you know, that, that that's there's part of this where it's like, is it willing? Is this is the juice worth the squeeze? Right? Uh, Mark Stoops thinks so, um, and it needs to be because they kind of are pushing all in for this year. So. Um, he's taking a risk and letting bygones be bygones. And I just, I, I'm, I cannot wait to see what they have to say at this intro press conference, because to, if, if Mark Stoops tries to act like he wasn't pissed off about when Wolf left, then like he'd just be lying to all of us because him and every person at that facility was pissed when Wolford left, they were pissed. And there's, there's, there's no other way to describe it. I don't say this to be critical. It can be taken that way. Mark Stoops is a very emotional person. Mm -hmm. He's not afraid really to show it, to express it. I think he could benefit sometimes from just taking a few deep breaths, calming down, taking five or 10 minutes, recollecting his thoughts. But he's an emotional dude. And they they did not. And it sounded like it was handled pretty unprofessionally by Wolford. And maybe he learned some stuff about this. And maybe it was – everybody's got a story, right? Their side of the story. His side of the story could be Alabama offered me the job. I had to act fast on it. I, it's Alabama. You, it would be silly to say no to that. I, I think he got a pay bump, if I'm not mistaken. But, yep. um, you know, we can understand you taking the Alabama job, but it was the manner of which you had done it. And we get it that once you're employed by them, you're going to recruit people you think that are going to be best for them. I, it just sounds like the communication throughout the process is where the biggest issue was. And who cares, right? Like we all have situations in our life where we probably didn't communicate as well as we should have, or we wish we could have handled a situation a little differently. Maybe that's what's going on here. But the reaction from some UK fans to be like, I'm going to spit in his face. I don't care. I, I, I just, nobody, I think really actually said that, but right, just, right. I, you know, I'm not going to like the guy regardless. You're, you're entitled to your opinion. And if the way he left bothered you so much, then you don't have to like him. And Roush, I know there's going to be people when the offensive line has a bad game, they're going to not waste any time to go after that dude. But what I would remind people, if Stoops and the football staff can get over it, then I think the random fan can get over it too. You don't have to, if you don't want to, that's nobody's business, but your own. But if he's, you brought up a good point when we've been talking about the offensive line for over a year now. And something that you always sit back on Roush is that they, they sort of caught lightning in a bottle when it was as good as it was. You're just not going to get the people in your backyard that are that talented with that level of NFL future that are going to just, happen that quickly in a cycle like that and Kentucky took advantage of it it led to one of the best offensive line the best offensive line probably all time in Kentucky football and it was historically good it was a really really good offensive line they accomplished a lot of great things the lesson I learned from you saying that and I agree with you that it's you're probably just not going to get that level of homegrown talent that snap your you'll get one of those players once every few years but to have them all like that that was pretty impressive 
Kid at Mayo so, might be one of them. Yeah. The lesson I think to learn here is that let's just get as much talent as you can because that's what we learned is that talent makes the difference there. And Kentucky got lucky to have that talent in their backyard. Well, maybe Wolford is the guy that can bring that talent in for some other areas where we don't have to rely on getting lucky in Kentucky every so often. Instead, you get somebody from a national level that can go grab somebody, bring them in. He's supposedly a great recruiter, Roush, right? Isn't this the idea that he's going to go bring great talent into the program? Let's hope that's the case. Let's hope that's the case. Um, But, um, you know, and people that do want to spit in his face and are angry, like I get it. Luckett made the point, too, that, you know, this guy was John Schlarman's successor, and that meant a lot to people. And to just go up and leave the way he did, it was really – factoring that aspect in was even cutting him deeper. So, like, I, I totally get it if you're out on Wolford and you don't – you're mad about this, you don't want to see it happen. Okay. I mean, I'm not I'm not getting on you. I'm getting on more Luckett. The fact that he's Schlarman's replacement should make people more angry, that he followed like a legend that makes that should make people more upset. Yeah, because Schlarman's re- like we revered that so much. And then the offensive line just went to complete hell and we all blame Wolford for it because it went to hell once he like he got out of Dodge instead of cultivating the, the Kentucky offensive line. It went from wrecking all kinds of hell they were they were the strength of the team to the absolute weakness and the reason why the best quarterback this program's seen in a decade couldn't play for half a season and stunk like that i got that that's where a lot of it is like he was supposed to continue this legacy and instead he left and they sucked for a year so like yeah i, I mean anybody thinking that he was going to continue john schlarman's legacy that's on that's on them Eric Wolford didn't play at Kentucky. He didn't grow up in Kentucky. He didn't spend the basically his entire coaching career at Kentucky, minus that stint at Troy for for John Schlarman. That that's the, like I get all that stuff that you're saying is true, but the fact that it's coming off Schlarman, that that's not Wolford's fault. Like all the other Wolford's stuff, the way he handled stuff, sure, that's fine. The fact that the offensive line took a little bit of a step back, whatever. But to to tie it together, Schlarman is silly. What do you mean? I, 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 that, that, I don't think people expected him to be like John Sharman, but I think they expected him to make sure that the big blue wall he built didn't fall apart in a season. Because that, that he, was, he was supposed to be getting the torch from him, in a way. Yeah, and I think we all agree that that was going to be an unrealistic bar to keep going. I think you were the one saying it even back then. I mean, along this say how what even started this conversation is the fact that they benefited from insane talent that they had there for those few years, and it wasn't going to stay there forever. Right, right. I but, just, are you, I but, you, but are you but are you saying you are blaming Wolford no. for the offensive line struggles for that season no. that you? What, what I mean is like I get there's an extra emotional component to this that has like like that. How we revered the Kentucky offensive line plays a role in why people are so pissed off at Eric Wolford. That that's kind of my my overall point. And last year you saw them like, okay, like this is starting to get better. Um, and you know what? If he makes them like a lot of it is TJ, like what you said, this initial reaction and blowback, it will it'll just be an initial reaction and blowback. And if they're good this season, then 
people won't care. It'll be water under the bridge. But this is a results-based business. This offensive line has to be good this fall. And they seemingly have the the pieces to be good. So go go take care of business, Eric Wolford. Go get the job done. And his one year at UK, they won ten games, right? Yeah. No, they were they were very good. Um again, you you know, you're not gonna credit him for that for that distinction, but I also don't think it's totally fair for things that happened after him no to necessarily put the, the total blame on him. I mean, an offensive line coach for the most part, Roush, should be, you, you know, you got the head coach, you've got the coordinators. Some people go to the quarterback coach. Some people go to the wide receivers coach. Like offensive line coach should rightfully so be down the pecking order. But if you can get somebody that's a good recruiter at that position, that's awesome. That can really be beneficial. And I, I just default back to, like, if the coaches are cool with it, if Eric Wolford's cool with it, and especially Mark Stoops, if he's cool with it, then I, I think Joe Blow and LaGrange needs to be cool with it as well. You don't have yeah. to be. Like, you know, if you don't want to be, that's all right as well. But I, I, and I, I agree with your take that, like, in a week, we people – it won't be a – it will not be a story moving forward. Yeah, yeah. I, I also think, too, like – our guy Justin Rowland acting like it wasn't a big deal when he left. It's like Justin, do you did you forget? Like people were very very upset. That was a talking point for a while. Like that, you know. The there is this that that's what makes it so difficult because you can't just be like black and white one way or other. Like I can't sit here and tell you this is a great hire. Like I I, I don't. It's not like when Cohen came home and we held a damn ticker tape for it, prayed for him, right? Like there is. There is still some some mixed emotion behind it, and there's also questions about like how great is this guy? Like, you know, we don't we don't know. The, the jury's kind of out. But one thing is proven: if you need if you need to sell yourself on anything, just look at Dion Walker. Be like, okay, if he got us Dion Walker and he can get us another Dion Walker, then welcome back, Eric Wolford. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it, Scooch. You have any take on this? Bringing back somebody that left you high and dry? It's like. In sports radio, you got to make the references to ex-girlfriends, boyfriends, relationships. This is like taking back the ex. Yeah, I mean, if you had some good times with the ex, say say the times in the bedroom were a lot of fun, I think it's worth the whoa. risk, right? It's worth whoa. the risk. Or if, or if she's a good cook, everything else was no good, yeah, I'd, I'd take her back. So we know what Scoots prioritizes in a relationship. So you're saying if there's just like one good thing, it's worth it. Yeah, even if so there's a million the bad things. I mean, they're, yeah. they're, it's one of those things. You might just have sex with other people too. It's one of those things that if if it if they if she comes back and it's not like it used to be, then you can just cut ties again. But I think it's worth the it's worth the risk to see if you can get back some of those fun times. Get back the magic. Exactly. What are Scoot's top three most important things in a relationship? Oh my gosh, you're going to give me like what, two minutes to think about this or what? Because I'm. Valentine's Day is right around the corner. I think anybody's probably going to have communication in their top three. So I'll I'll throw you a lifeline on that one. For sure. You you said fire in the bedroom. I imagine that's probably in your top Uh, three as well. That's not really in my top three anymore. You mentioned that first. (laughs) I was just trying, I was just trying to tie it all together. He was doing the my wife. Like, <laughs> you like doing a little time time together in the bedroom. Oh no! Nope, nope, all good. right. So you got communication, tying uh, bondage in the bedroom. Well, What's you, number three? You mentioned Valentine's Day. I've got to have a woman who hates Valentine's Day with the passion that I hate Valentine's Day. All right. There's Scoop's top three <laughs> things he looks for in a woman: communication, bondage, and a hatred of Valentine's well, Day. Well, can we toss out bondage and add something else? <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't want that yeah, going around. Want... All right, oh, all right, all right. we got one. We got one. We've got communication. Two, a hatred of Valentine's Day. Three, just love for Thornton. Just, just safe conservative uh love intimacy intimacy i just don't want to get i just don't want to get hit in the dms by some woman and then she's all into this bondage thing and i get surprised yeah, you've already turned down one person to the lover's dinner <laughs> what what's it called sweetheart dinner. sweet sweetheart's dinner Boy, what's number three uh let's go with a good cook because i don't cook okay oh you, there we go you don't cook and you don't clean but you'll show people how you got that ring i clean that's just a, a lyric from a song. Hmm. Don't not familiar. Hmm. It's not a good song. It, you're good <laughs> to do that. Okay, I like that. So people out there looking for for love this Valentine's Day season, you got to worry about communication. You've got to worry about just an absolute hatred of Valentine's Day. That's really important. And then number three, you've got to be you got to be able to cook. Mike was you trying gotta, to get me to go to speed dating last night, but he prefaced it by saying that it was Valentine's Day speed dating. So I had to hit him with a nope, I'm out. Can't do it. I don't I, I just strongly disagree with your Valentine's Day takes. Like it's okay to not like it, but to hate it so much. I just think it's ridiculous. But Scoots, like how, you know, how many days are in a year? 365. What's the harm of having a few that are just like themed? What's the harm <laughs> of loving your wife 365 days a year? But that's yeah. not what Valentine's Day is. That's not like you, you know. It's just a. It's a. It's a theme day. It's a theme day, and the theme that day is love. I guess I'm not into themes, is what this boils down to. Yeah, dude. Screw, TJ, we're talking to the guy who says that his gift for Christmas is his presents, right? Like <laughs> this guy. This guy hates holidays. <laughs> the only holiday he likes is Fourth of July because he can just drink beer on a body of water. Hey, okay? I'll have I'll have it's you somewhere. all know. I'll have you all know that I've got all my family members that I feel like I need to buy presents for written on a piece of paper, and it's taped by my bedroom door. So anytime I think of something that throughout the year that I can buy them, I'm just going to write it on that piece of paper, and I'm going to try to give gifts this year. Because this wow. this past year, admittedly, I kind of felt like a schmuck. So I, I've got to change my ways in that regard. Scoots is making a list. <laughs> checking it twice. <laughs> Finally gonna buy something nice. Scoots is not being a bag of trash this year. Love it. Good for you, buddy. Yeah. That's that. I also, weirdly enough, I also have, but it's on my computer. I have like a list of like, all right, if somebody mentions something they need or like, I try to, I try to write it down. Yeah. But it it ends up kind of turning into gobbledygook. It's I've like, already oh, what what they what they needed in April turns out. Uh, come Christmas, it's it's no longer necessary. So I, I've already got two things on my list for what it's worth. But it's good for birthdays too, Scoots. No, I'm definitely not buying birthday presents. That's oh that's gosh. that's just too much. You at least get a card, right? No, no. It goes back to the Christmas thing. If 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 it's your birthday, you get my presents. That's your present. You you get at least send the text though the happy birthday text. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm not like you, you, Ralph. I at least tell people happy birthday. Hey, I'm coming around. Okay, we can all oh, change. That's point. Yeah, that's a good point. I've, I've, gosh, I, I work with some some goobers. <laughs> I will say the thing about Valentine's Day too. It's much worse for dating and like for married. It's kind of nice. It's like okay, here's an excuse to to have a date. We don't do this enough. Oh, not not having a lot of dates, huh? No, my wife's puking like all the time, and we have two crazy kids. Like, of course, we're not going on dates. It's hard to find time to date. 
I agree. Yeah. The, I, hey, I, hey, you got any? But uh, you got any babysitting recs? I'm t- you know, I feel you got you got somebody. I, I feel bad always asking the parents. So if anybody's got any babysitting recs out there, I'm. We I mean, weirdly, I've thrown myself out there numerous times, and I've never gotten a text from either of you. So it's kind of on okay. you at this point. All right, I might have to hit up the scooter dingus. I'd love to babysit. There we go. Yeah, I don't think you you would say yes if we said like, "Hey, we're going to the UK game this Saturday. We need you to watch the kid." I, mean, I don't you, think you'd say yes. You can't hit me up like the the day of or twenty four hours before. If you give me a little heads up, I'll make it happen for you. So well, we've actually never had a babysitter for Lucy. It's yeah, always it's always been a parent or like a family member. See, and you're. I don't have my sister. Like I don't have any siblings here. They're all losers who moved out of town. So that's the that's the real kicker. Especially because like you know your brother and sister, they all have kids too. So it's just like oh, sleep over at you know with my cousin sort of deal. A little bit different. And, and, that's, that's you, and you don't have you don't have your wife's family either, which is right exactly. Big, so we're, we're narrow. Yeah, she's the only grandkid on on the wife's side of the family. So like. Uh, as much attention as as they i mean they love her uh, how could you not obviously but they they want to spend all the time in the world with her but like get, we've talked about that that we, we we think it's a little bit of an issue that we haven't gotten a babysitter we're we're slightly concerned by this we don't really have anything against it but one when the rare times we actually do stuff which that is rare times that we actually do stuff normally it's been like a week or two since her parents have seen her. So it works out well that they want to see her or be with her and they're super nice anyways. So we're appreciative of them, but we know that like that they're not, you know, what if we're gone for a couple days or we know that they're not always, we're going to need somebody else. And then we worry about like, well, how will Lucy take to just like a stranger? She's pretty friendly, but she can be shy as a two year old will be. And then, like, what is she going to do if a two if a stranger has to put her to bed? That that could be an issue too. Again, all things that would work themselves out. Like, we're, we don't really like lose sleep over these conversations, but it is mm-hmm. stuff that we think about. So, if you if you know a babysitter, we are also interested. Do we maybe become like a a marketplace for babysitters? There's got. I'm, I'm sure there's an app out there for that. that I think there is. Yeah. Like one time I did like still meet, here, guys. Still here. One time I did meet like a babysitter. Well, not not physically, but like there was somebody that posted on one of the Facebook pages being like, hey, I'm looking to babysit. And like we got in touch and we actually like knew, you know, she knew some of my cousins. And I think she was in college. She knew some of my cousins that were in college and stuff like that. And I was like, all right, well, cool. This will work out well. But we just never ended up using her. Hmm. Uh, and then I think she went to like Auburn for school or something like that. So uh, she's she's out. of. It seems like the Rutherfords have a new babysitter every other day. Uh, maybe, maybe Mike's the guy we need to talk to here, Roush. Oh, OK. Or just Scoots. Scoots, Scoots is not going to do it. He's this is a bit. It's not a bit. Uh, all right. Well. <laughs> if you all were to freaking hit me up, I would be glad to watch your kids. Your all's kids would be so stinking easy to babysit. It wouldn't even be funny. Yeah, but I just don't know if you've got any experience changing diapers. This is unbelievable. <laughs> I'm just I'm just getting irrationally mad. Yeah, yeah. He he got you on that one, Scoots. You let him you let him get to you. There. I'm not I'm not changing a diaper like you had this morning, I'll tell you that. Oh man, I wouldn't like well you'd have to though, because like what are you gonna do? Make the poor girl just stay in that? Yeah, I'd but, wait till y'all get home. Yeah, right. Well see, that's why we don't want you to babysit. <laughs> that's cruel. That was I would ugh. Yeah, that was gross. 
That was gross. Oh, All right, man. let's take our last break and come back to the Thornton Stex line and talk about the Cats and the Hogs. Maybe we can laugh at Keishon Butte. Roush never misses an opportunity to talk about the Hogs. So No, and never miss a chance to talk about Salsaritas because it's great. It's delicious. The chips, they're wonderful. Great for a date night at home. You just pick up the chips and salsa. Or if you want to just get some catering for you and your lady, why not? Just big old pile of Salsaritas. Check them out. Download the app before you go. they got two locations, one in St. Matthews, one in Middletown. I'm, I'm a fan of the hot salsa. Make things hot between you and your significant other. The salsa readers. Gonna take a break. Be right back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on the Big X. Teach me, teach me back Kentucky. Teach me back Kentucky. Teach me, teach me back Kentucky. All I play is Duncan. All I, all I play is Duncan. All I play is Duncan. You ain't messing with Kentucky. Teach me back Kentucky. Teach me, teach me back Kentucky. Teach me back Kentucky. Teach me, teach me back Kentucky. All I play is Duncan. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on the Big X, 96.1 on the FM side of things, 1450 on the AM side of things. You can stream the show a bunch of different ways. My favorite is the TuneIn radio app. I listen to all the different stations on the TuneIn radio app, but you can also, there's a bunch of different apps and streaming streaming ways to listen to Kentucky Roll Call 7 and 9 Monday through Friday. There's only one way to get the best polarized sunglasses in the world, and that's by going to ShadyRays.com. Both Scoots and Roush aren't wearing their sunglasses, but just to show how versatile Shady Rays is, they're both wearing their UV long shirts. Super comfy. Perfect weather for those bad boys today. Really, there's unless you can't really wear those shirts in like freezing weather to keep you warm. But if you want to do layers, they're a perfect layer. Uh, it's a very comfortable layer at that. But you can wear them when it's super hot. It will protect you from the sun. I think, what is it, up to 35 SPF, I think, protection. So it's almost like you've just got a layer of sunscreen on you when you're wearing those bad boys. But even when it's 50 degrees out. And you just want something more than a t-shirt. I promise you, it's the most comfortable material that you're going to find on the market. That's at ShadyRays.com. And you're going to save money when you use the promo code BIGX. We always talk about their sunglasses, the polarized sunglasses, the replacement pair promise. You lose them, you break them, something happens to them. They're going to get you your new pair sent right back out to you. 30-day money-back guarantee. We talk about how they feed hungry folks in America. All that stuff really, really important but we probably don't mention their amazing t-shirts as much as we should or their long sleeve UV shirts. So check them out. They've got it all at shadyrays.com. And if you're thinking about skiing or snowboarding this year, you're going to want the best and the nicest looking goggles on the mountain or the hill. If you're going up to Paoli, you can go to shadyrays.com, get yours today. Promo code BIGX for 40% off. We love Shady Rays. Well, and not to call them out, but these shirts are so comfortable that Roush has actually worn his two days in a row. He has. Yep. Yep. I can't imagine that bad boy's been washed. No, not at all. <laughs> has it been has it been taken off? No, no, not at all. That means you didn't well, shower? No. Gross. No, I feel terrible. And he's super sick. Who knows all the snot sneezes and oh, yeah. goo on that? Well, I'm gonna shower after the show. So we'll get refreshed. We'll get ready to roll. A uh, couple quick hitters before Kentucky, Arkansas. Shout out Cody's Wish, Eclipse Award winner. Um Horse of the Year, as it Woo! should be, best story in horse racing. Uh, love to hear that. Um, they also announced at Churchill Downs, if you want to be in the Survivor's Parade, 
which is a nice salute to breast and ovarian cancer survivors and fighters. Uh, they're taking submissions right now, KentuckyDerby.com slash survivors dash parade. So spread the word. Tell the, the badass in your life to go celebrate uh, at the Kentucky Oaks. Share your story, and they'll pick 150 people to make that walk the day before Derby. Uh, elsewhere, I did just want to bring up that Keishon Butte made 8,900 bets in 13 months on sports illegally. He was not supposed to as an NCAA player. Is that a lot? Um, it's illegal because he created a fraudulent account while he was 20. But 89 bets in 1,300 months, according to – it's about twenty three per day. Thirty three per day. Yeah, that's more than one bet per hour without sleeping. So he was making a lot of bets, including uh, one eight game parlay where he bet Butte over 80, 82 and a half receiving yards and a touchdown, and he didn't either. So he's he's just the most Louisiana player ever. Where awesome promise as a freshman, only to be a diva, flame out, and then do something he wasn't supposed to. Just. Very on brand for Louisiana State University. One time briefly, like, mentioned as a possible transfer to UK, right? Yeah, because uh, there was some drama going on, and Kentucky had boss man fat at the time, and then they got Dare Rosenthal. So it was like, well, maybe they can get Boutte to come up there. So that was yeah. that Mr. Rue out for a little bit. Yeah, that's that's not good. Not, bet, you know, it's nice a message, positive reinforcement to bet on yourself, but very illegal. Like, you just can't do that. And I, I do think you'd be naive to think that, like, all right, he got caught, but how many other college players are doing this? Probably more than we would care to know. But he also had his username, just his name, I think, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> he had, like, two different accounts, and both of which were just his name. Like, he was very dumb about it. And it seemed, I mean, if you're making a bet, if you're making 23 bets a day over the course over a year, you definitely have a gambling problem. Like, yeah, there's gambling yeah. hotlines to get help. He's young. You know he's not doing 23 a day. It's like 50 on a Saturday, right? Like it's, yeah, it's, right. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, some you know, some days he probably didn't make a bet just because maybe there was nothing going on. Which, yeah, you're right, Roush. That would think to average that that being days he'd have 50. There may be like a two day stretch where he doesn't make any bets. That means there's another day he probably has a hundred bets in the day. But we'd be a little naive not to think that it's not going on. Games that we are betting on, there are players playing in that game that are also betting on said game. That's something you got to remember when you're sports gambling as well. Will those people always get caught? Very rarely. Will we get a story someday about a professional athlete in the playoffs doing something silly? Oh, yeah. You bet we're going to get that story. We'll get it at the college level. We'll get it at, at the pro level. We have gotten it, and we'll continue to get it. So just a reminder, this stuff does go on, but not not a smart cookie, that that booty. His well, like yeah, you, I mean you, you kind of did the joke already. So there you yeah, go. Booty. Well, yeah. Let's get to the Thornton sex line. I just you know, let's start our way up from the bottom. Never Babysitters, cared. we've always had luck using teachers from our kids' daycare, which I, I've got a sibling that uses teachers from our kids' daycare. And I love that idea because familiar face, Roush, right? Like, right, and, yeah. and they do offer that stuff up. The The only issue is supposedly my, my daycare is way overpriced. Supposedly these babysitters also are overpriced. Yeah, I would imagine. Very expensive. Much What's the running rate for an hour day? for a babysitter these days? My, I, I don't know, but 
the worst part is my best candidate, she plays volleyball like every weekend. So it's like, ah, uh, you know, like the, the high school kid in the family. That's the that's the way to go. Take the kids with her. They'll, they'll, they'll watch. They'll just they'll sit watch. over here, put on Bluey for them. Yeah. Uh, imagine being this upset because an assistant coach took a better job. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. And, th- and that's ultimately what it boils down to. And that's where, and I think it gets to your part about Stoops uh, being emotional because the media doesn't have that reaction if the coaches don't have that reaction. So I, I think it kind of goes uh, hand in hand. I think Roush is saying Wolford tarnished Sarman's legacy, and if he is, I agree. I I just think that like that made it even more emotional because you yeah. just expected so much from his successor. I mean, Matt, how, how in what world would his legacy be tarnished because Wolford came in? And and I'm not trying to say that, that either because like it's there and it was hell. They were really good. Wolford's one year he was coaching there, but it's the fact that he kind of. It was like, all right, well, I did good with the good players. Now I'm going to leave now. That's the part that made people feel the wrong way. And taking a step forward, maybe some people are like, you had the most dedicated wildcat who he was a very principled man down to his core. And then you had Wolford in here who he'd get in arguments with other people and he wasn't the nicest guy in the world. And then he left and didn't say bye to anybody. Like I, I can get that you just you have different people for different jobs, but that's going to be that's just that's just life. I mean, that's coaching, that's sports, that's anything. You you can have a coworker that's your best friend, they get a job somewhere else, and the person that replaces them is just not as fun as a person. That doesn't make what your coworker did before them any less amazing or special. Or I feel like we're doing the, it's better to have love and loss than to never love at all. I'm reading fortune cookies now on this section of Kentucky roll call, but uh, yeah, like whatever happened with Wolford does nothing with Schlarman. Like Schlarman's always going to be thought of as one of the, our favorite figures around UK football. Nobody before or after him is going to change that for me. And if that does for you, then I don't think you, you hold him as as high as a standard as you think. Uh, one texter, I'm skipping ahead. Just, they say it's kind of weird how UK's offensive staff has a couple of guys who have already left once and seem to have wandering eyes. That is a little weird. Uh, it just is. And to bounce back to $15 an hour standard babysitting fee, which isn't bad. Uh, yeah, that seems low. I feel like I hear more about like 25 more than the 15, but 15. Yeah. That, that there's no, sounds, there's no shame in that. I was thinking it'd be about 20, but yeah. I'll meet oh, you yeah. in the middle at 20 guys. That's your right. Scoots. Yep. We'll do 15 for you, buddy. Nope. No deal. (laughs) With the diaper stories I've heard, heck no. 15 ain't enough. You know, she's like going on the toilet more times than not, but every so often, the poo-poos. That's the problem. She thought she went on the toilet this morning, and she didn't. So, got me a little worried. (laughs) I I, I think uh, Texture says, oh, yeah, what if we just did a – what if we just brought back like all of the offensive coordinators just to be different coaches on the staff? I know Wolford wasn't an offensive coordinator, but can we get Shannon Dawson back here? Neil Brown back in the staff. We already got Eddie Grand, which is good. We got Liam Cohen, who, who's back. You like that idea? Ooh, Lamar could Thomas. Be, yeah, could be onto something here. A texture says, South End Josh here. Can't believe you guys would skip my wedding for a music festival. It's because I put scoots at the kids' table, isn't it? South and uh, Josh, a Saturday wedding. In September? Dude, that's a you problem. And I'm I know you've Josh. explained it to us, but like, I, ooh, buddy. And I'm sad. used to the kids' table. That's where I would want to be. 
Scoots is the size of the kids. Easy, easy, Scoots. Oh, easy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, easy. I didn't mean it like that. Easy. Easy. It's kind of weird how UK's offensive staff has a couple of guys who have already. Oh, we read that one. Uh, Zevez blew a 2 0 lead set. Payne, he was like 51 and 3 or something when leading 2 0. That texter, oh. that texter had an earlier text that he put. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Basically, he bet on Zverev twenty six plus twenty six hundred at the start of the tournament, and it's been a wild ride ever since. But he lost today, so I don't. I don't get into the tennis, but uh, it's it's the Australian Open's rocking and rolling. It was a no big. Uh, it was a big upset because uh, Djokovic got beat in the semis last night. Scooch, you sent him the link about the comedian. Did it, the link give an update on anything? I didn't read it. He, I, I, I did click on the headline, and it said that he didn't know any of that was coming. So, answers that. I'll read it when we're done. You don't have to. I want Pulling to. out a stinky diaper to attack an opponent would be a legendary wrestling move. Has it been done before? Wrestling, wrestling historians in Radio Land? Oh, that's they good. They fully had the sock. Yeah, socko, which is just hilarious. That was when I was into wrestling. Is when McFoley and Sacco were just going, going bonkers. Um, another texture says, "Did you see the Oregon State buzzer beater?" Yep. Shout out uh, to Ford. It's really cool. Texture says, "Wagner, Edwards, Rob, Ugo, Bradshaw are terrible off-ball defenders. Terrible. I think that's where a lot of the defensive problems come from. I think Z has an incredible amount of defensive potential. Just watch him. I feel like he gets it mentally. His technique needs some improvement. Timing with shot blocking, etc. I think it would that will come along with more game experience. So really like that text a lot because, um, yeah, especially when it comes to Edwards and." In Rob, at least in Rob's case, he's just like steel hunting. But there's times where it's like Edwards, what are you doing, DJ? Like, sag off. Let's get a little help here. Uh, I, I feel like Bradshaw gets out of position quite a bit, um, and I do see the potential in Big Z. But I will say, at least with this good, the the good news is this game on Saturday, Arkansas is going to want to do a lot of ISO work. Um, and TJ, I am going to be hyperbole. Must win. Can't lose this game. Arkansas stinks. Beat them. Yeah, and the reason I don't like say that is because they could lose and, you know, everything would still be out in front of them. But if they lose this game, I'm going to be, it's just going to be I'm going to be very pissed off. Like this, uh, it'll be the maddest I've been at the team this year. Even angrier than UNC Wilmington. It's going to hurt you in seeding, Roush. It's going to, it's going to hurt your numbers. It's going to hurt resumes. It's going to hurt all that stuff. But I think my bigger thing is I'll just be worried. Like if this team can't go on the road after a loss and beat a reeling Arkansas team, yeah, then yeah. why am I, you know, why am I going to expect them to do? Now they'll have other chances to get us back on on board. What if they won at Auburn? Would you trade a loss tomorrow for a win at Auburn? I would. Would you trade a loss tomorrow for a win at Tennessee? If you have to pick, if if you have to do that, then yes, I, I, I suppose I would too. Um, so that's why I don't say it's like a must win, but I, I get what you're saying. And it's a game that Kentucky absolutely should win. And I'll be very, very concerned if they don't, especially taken into consideration, Roush. Arkansas is banged up. We don't know exactly who's going to be playing. Have you seen their injuries? I have not, no. Is it extensive? Traymond Mark, who's their best player and one of the best scorers in the SEC, he – didn't play Wednesday because of migraines. 
So you would think that he probably would be ready to go on Saturday, but Musk was kind of giving him not the Calipari Adutiero treatment, but I'm not a doctor. He's got migraines. If he can't play because of the migraines, I'm not a doctor. So we'll 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 go back and we'll we'll meet with our medical staff when we get back home. This is what he said after the game in Oxford on Wednesday. And then Trevin Brazil, who is their big guy, yep. talented big, who had that knee injury last year that that uh, if he's healthy, maybe Arkansas has a different outlook on their entire season. Uh, they, they have four guys on last year's team that are playing in the NBA, but he came back. He did not return in the second half of the game against Ole Miss due to knee soreness in that knee that he had surgery on. So it's unclear if that's going to be something that over the course of a couple days, he's going to be able to turn back around and go Saturday. It, it, we don't, we don't really know if Arkansas doesn't have those two guys, Kentucky needs to win that game by 30 points. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's probably a little hyperbole, but it, it needs to, I mean, it, it legitimately should be a 15 point win. If Arkansas doesn't have those two guys, I'm guessing both of them do play. Mark is the assuming he, he he doesn't have the migraines. Migraines are the freaking worst too. Migraines that last several days, I would be super concerned about that. I would be like really really worried about that. Yeah, but you need to get like Botox or something <clears throat> to help with those. I've good. had migraines that have lasted you know twelve hours, probably close to twenty four hours. Those, I mean, they are crippling. They're terrible. But I'm expecting probably both these guys to play, I, and I'm just pulling that out of my butt. I would just imagine that your headaches don't last for hopefully a week, and then the knee soreness maybe more likely that Brazil doesn't play. But he, you know, he's been I think playing hurt, and he hasn't really looked all that good. So if he plays or doesn't play, I don't think that should be necessarily a huge deal. Mark is a big deal. Uh, that will be that that's a big one. He's somebody that could go off for 30 points against UK. He could be a and M had people that did it. You know, a, a lot of teams Kentucky has played has had people go off for big nights. He would be the candidate to do that just cause he can, he can shoot from anywhere on the floor. He can also put it on the floor and get to the rim. So a big deal is going to be if he plays, if he plays Kentucky still should win, but Roush, I think it'd be a close game. I think, I don't know what the number is going to be, but I, if Mark plays, I bet, Kentucky wins by like four or five-ish, somewhere in that ballpark. And it'll come down the wire, and it'll be frustrating. But I just think you got to escape out of here with a win. I don't really care how it looks necessarily. We can talk about how ugly it looks if if, if we if we need to on Monday. But it's got to be in a win. So I think Mark plays. Don't know about Brazil. I'll guess that he does, but I've got no idea. I think UK wins in an ugly but they but they win close, and that's my prediction for tomorrow. And I'll be as long as it's a win, I think I'll be okay with it. Now you just you need arm. to mentally see them respond. Yeah, and you gone. just can't afford a loss here. This is one of the worst teams in the SEC. You 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 gotta take care of business in this instance. There's gonna be more road losses. Hopefully, you always take care of business at home, but there's gonna be some games on the road that you're gonna lose. This cannot be one of them. So here's a take fun care, uh, take care of business. Staff from CBS. They went and pulled back. The win percentage of AP top 10 teams in true road games. In 2018-19, it was 73%. The rest of the years, it's been right around 60, give or take. 41% this year. <laughs> teams are losing at a crazy high rate on the I mean, that's, that's wild. And of course, you've got Lachlan, who's like, it doesn't, it, it, it's not hard to win on the road. 
And he's always got to throw in like some different caveat each time his bad takes. I, it's not hard to win on the road if you're a good team. Okay. I mean, ranked teams, are they good? Are they not good? Because they're they're at what? What'd you say? A 40% clip, 41% clip? Yep, 41%. Yeah. Um, and Arizona again last night. Wow. Can I ask you real quick? I know this is unrelated. Why are the Falcons hiring Raheem Morris and not Bill Belichick? I don't know. It's a tough look for Bill Belichick. Hey, Green Bay needs a defensive coordinator, Bill. We I fired Joe Barry. I'd love to have you. Raheem Morris stunk, and he was there previously. I don't, I don't understand. Bill won't take we've a coordinator job. We've talked about professional hirings and firings, Roush. It doesn't make sense to any of us. Um, is Who's going to win this weekend? Scoots, you got any spread selections for us? I do, yeah. I am on the Lions with that 7.5. Hopefully that's still the number. And then I'm taking Chiefs as well. I just I'm, they're the more experienced they're the more exper- more experienced team. I would not be surprised if they're in the Super Bowl again. I think I'm doing the thing, TJ, where I've been chasing beating Patrick Mahomes for so long that I can't stop now. So like, you know, it's it's dumb to keep trying to bet on against him, but like I, I think I have to because now would be the time that I would get off of him and I'd be like, well, you got to take Mahomes to the points, and they lose to the Ravens. I'll be singing Taylor Swift all weekend. I'll be rooting very hard for John's Chiefs. I, I, I need, I, I cannot have Lamar win a Super Bowl. I just can't have it happen. So I've got, you know, he can go to the Super Bowl, and if they lose there, that's okay too. But I, I just want to, I want to take it out while I still can. I'd like, I'd like the Chiefs to take care of business. That being said, I think the Ravens win. I think the universe is out to get me. So I think the 49ers are going to be my only chance to to stop Lamar because I think Ravens win. I think just think they're better across the board than the Chiefs. And then I'm taking the 49ers, but in a close game. The Lions are going to give them all they can handle. The Lions, if it's a close game after a quarter, I'm going to lot bet the Lions because I think a close game helps them. Like it just they're they're going to be playing pressure free out there, whereas I think things might get tight for San Francisco. I think San Francisco is the better team, but if Brock Purdy's looking shady early on uh, or shaky, then then yeah, give me the guy who's won an NFC championship before, Jared Goff. I would. I, I think we're going to see a 49ers Ravens Super Bowl, and my guess is that will be the game the 49ers click is in the Super Bowl, and they win big. But I think we get two close games this weekend. But I'm taking the Ravens to cover. I take the Lions to cover, but the 49ers to win. And then we'll we'll set up the Super Bowl where the logos match again, which is weird. Makes you yeah. wonder. I'll Do you all it. have any uh, UK picks? Uh, yeah, I, I think Kentucky's going to be like a four and a half point favorite, and they'll probably cover it by and win by seven. Kentucky's um, just a better team. I'm not going to let that one terrible offensive night change the way I view this team. So uh, I, I, I think this team gets right, and we have a, a nice game. This is a big defensive game, especially when you talk about Mark and Brazil. This is a big defensive game for the bigs. If, if Trey Mitchell goes out there, if Bradshaw and, and Big Z can stand their guys up, keep them in front, it could be a, be a fun day down at Bud Walton. So I, I got the Cats winning this one. Arkansas's defense is terrible, TJ. Cats should be able to score. I'm not worried about the bigs in this one. I think they'll be fine whether Brazil plays or not plays. But I want to see how the guards do. And Cal, I just want to – I don't care about the rotations. You can sub in and out as many people as you want as often and frequently as you want, maybe, to, to an extent. 
I just want to make sure the right people are getting the right amount of minutes. And I'll be interested in that as well. We'll be doing the post-game show afterwards on Twitter. Make sure you're following along at TJ Walker Radio. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Hope everybody has a great Friday. We'll be back Monday to talk about the weekend. Enjoy it. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Be safe.